RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 74. We are on the air. I'm Tim Loy. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Ed Cab in the night. We have Mark Laws joining us as our special guest host. Ed, how's it going, my man? I'm hot, man. It's hot up here. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, man. It's I, we we use like I, I guess Celsius, but it's probably about 100, maybe maybe even 105 oh, here. It, it's I didn't man. I didn't realize Canada got that hot. That's crazy. Is it is that is it is that out of the ordinary? Is it like Nibiru or something, Mark? I, this is like the thick of summer for us. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty damn hot, man. I'm sweating. <laughs> Mark, what's happening, man? Oh, not much, brother. Just living the dream. It's it's not near a hundred up here, but it's a uh, it's a nice, cool, comfortable Tennessee evening. It's also the middle of the summer for us, but it's a nice, nice cool night, about mid sixties. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So it is uh, kind of fight week for you, Mark. You've got uh, you got M1 this weekend, so you'll be in action back-to-back weeks. We'll talk about that a little bit more as uh, as we go. We have uh, a couple guests. We'll talk to Dustin Koppel tonight. Uh, he's got his national top roller event coming up this weekend, so we'll dive into that. And then we'll also talk to Tevin Brown, who is on the Valor Fights 52 card coming up next weekend in Maryville at the Shed. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of uh, touch base on what happened over the past week and uh, what we got coming up this week, just to kind of shed some light on uh, some events that are going on. It was a, a slow week here uh, last week, but we did have the UFC tw- uh, 227 pay-per-view with uh, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. My household was rooting for Cody Garbrandt, but, uh, you know, uh, TJ came out there and got it done. So, Mark, you got that one right. And TJ looked awesome. That was, uh, that was a, you know, a big uh, TKO finish there in the first round. Ed, did you get to catch it? I stopped watching after my clients fought. That was enough UFC for me for the weekend. I hear you. That wasn't – that was kind of lack – I thought overall it wasn't that great. A, I mean, that great an event beyond – those last two fights were really good. But, you know, overall I was kind of eh. – Mark, did you get a chance to see it? I did. It was fantastic. I couldn't believe I actually called that one. I never get them right, so I'll take my victories <laughs> how I can. Well, we both lost on uh, the co-made event. Um, yeah, of did. course, the uh, big upset, uh, Henry Cejudo wins the um, UFC Flyweight Championship over Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, upsetting, you know, what many believe to, to be the best fighter, you know, pound for pound uh, in the world. So uh, that was uh, – there's some, a lot of people still that thought Mighty Mouse probably should have held on to his belt, but, um, you know, it was an awesome fight. It really was good. What did you think about that one, Mark? I was super technical. I was pretty impressed by how much the Hudo improved from the last fight. Uh, that was the biggest stick out to me. Uh, I could see the call going either way, but uh, ultimately, uh, it's time for a change. I think they're yeah, still going to run yeah. into the same problems. They're they're not going to be able to market Saudo as much either. You know, it's just something about the, that that division. Well, now they're talking like we're going to get uh, Henry Saudo and TJ TJ Dillashaw, maybe. So that'll that'll probably be an exciting one. I got to imagine. Sure. So uh, Ed, how did the uh, Iridium uh, crew do uh, this weekend? 
three wins, one loss. But uh, the one loss came when two clients were fighting each other. So it's pretty much best best case That's best case scenario, us. isn't it? Yeah, it really was. No one, no one got knocked out. No one had to go to the hospital after. It really was. Uh, it, it wasn't too bad. That's awesome, man. Congrats to you guys for a successful weekend there. Uh, just yesterday, we had the uh, the season finale of the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series on UFC Fight Pass. A couple of uh, regional guys that we're familiar with in this area competing on that one. Uh, Jacob Kilburn, guy that has uh, fought for Valor fights uh, when we've been in Nashville in the past. Took a really big step up against uh, Bobby the Wolfman Moffitt. Got submitted in the second round. Uh, props to him for going out there and jumping in there deep. But that was just a really, really tall task, I think, um, against a guy that is just, you know, Bobby Moffitt's a, probably a UFC quality uh, fighter already without the contender series with a lot of experience. But uh, just a little too uh, a little too well-rounded, too, uh, too, too skilled on the ground for Kilburn to be able to, to fit it off. Uh, Ed, what did you think about the uh, contender series this week? Did you catch any of it? Yeah, I did. Uh, we had another client fighting on there, Devontae Smith, who had a big knockout. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was pretty excited about that since I heard that he was going to be on the show. And, and yeah, for me, that was just the perfect way to close out the season. I, I've loved every second of Contender Series this year. Yeah, it's been a lot of exciting fights. Everybody really went out there and, and laid it on the line because they know, you know, from last year, getting these decisions just isn't enough. You go out there and, and you've got to get a finish. You've got to be exciting. And even that still isn't enough. So uh, Devontae Smith was such a character, got a good story. And uh, I think he made a lot of fans last night, most likely. That was a tough guy. He he had the toughest matchup on the card. You know, that was a really hard, close fight to call. So uh, congrats to him. Uh, and then also uh, in the main event, Greg Hardy, that moves to 2-0 and with a knockout over uh, Tabaris Boob Gordon, a guy that we've seen uh, out of the Carolinas here in the past. So uh, Greg Hardy continues his rise as well. So we'll see if he can keep that up as he keeps taking on uh, more and more experienced competitors. Um, coming up this week, of course, we have uh, we have three, uh, we'll call it uh, regional shows that are of, uh, of interest to us. Of course, we have uh, all three of them going down this Saturday, uh, and that is going to be uh, August the 11th. We've got uh, first off the M1 Global USA card is going to be in Nashville at the Nashville Mall. And that has got a that's a big pro card. That's uh, that's nine pro fights. Uh, I think there's some amateur fights on the card I'm not real familiar with, but Pretty solid lineup, I've got to say, that Angel Natal has put together. It's headlined by uh, Doug Usher uh, taking on uh, well, a last-minute replacement out of Florida, Bellator vet. It was supposed to be Reggie Pena, but uh, but now it is uh, a guy, I think his name is Dave uh, Mandel or Mundell. Uh, still a tough fight, I'm sure. Then, uh, of course, some other uh, good ones on there that uh, we're familiar with from our area. Of course, uh, James Conway is on the card. Our, our 125 pro champion, CJ, uh, the Autobot, CJ Hamilton, he's on the card. Uh, Brandon Bell, he's in there really deep against Jacob McClintock and, and lots more. Uh, Mark, you're going to be working this one. What do you? Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, on this card coming up? Are you excited to, to go back to uh, Nash Vegas and uh, and work in the Rage? The Rage is calling my name, baby. It's uh, I'm super stoked for it. The card is pretty impeccable, really. I mean, these are some dream fights that we'd love to make in the Southeast, and you know, M1's providing the the groundwork to be able to make those sh- those matches possible. And, uh, Hey, I'm super stoked, man. Looks like I might be rocking this one solo. So unfortunately that last minute back out, uh, whatever you want to call it, but ultimately I can get that done too. 
a lot of really close matches. So you may be really busy of these uh, getting get down and dirty. Ed, are you familiar with this card at all? I, I know it's a lot of uh, guys that, you know, aren't really from your region up there, but uh, there may be, are there any Iridium guys on this that you know of? No, unfortunately no Iridium clients, but you know, there are some good names. Uh, I'm excited about it. Like Mark says, it's a pretty good opportunity for, for guys who are, you know, ready to take that next step. Pretty Absolutely. Cool More opportunities we need. What's that, Mark? Oh, was that it? I was it. What did you say? I, I cut you off at the end. I apologize. <laughs> I said the more opportunities, the better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, with the uh, M1 brand uh, kind of being brought under the wing of the UFC, who knows where things can lead for these athletes. Of course, uh, we've also got on um, the Saturday night, August the 11th in Covington, Kentucky. It is a premier fighting championships. Our good friend Billy Donovan's got a, a really good uh main event between two former UFC fighters, Justin Edwards and Carlo Prater. So that's kind of a, out of, you know, that's a pretty big fight, high level fight, you know, for a regional, for a regional promotion. So uh, I think that's going to be really good. We'll, we'll check in with Billy next week and see if we can't uh, kind of get a rundown on how that goes. And then of course we have uh, NFC 110 as well on Saturday. That's going down in Atlanta, Georgia and uh, at center stage, I believe. And we spoke to what happened the main event last week, Diego Bautista will be taking on Jose Medrano, but uh, that card also was some uh, some names that we are uh, we're familiar with. Of course, Jason Wolf's on that card. He's fought for us a few times, and then also um, we've got uh, oh man, uh, what was the, yeah? There was one other. There was one other. Oh oh yes yes yes. Uh, the, the other fight on that card that was interesting, I think, was uh, was uh, Larry Green and Dustin Dyer are supposed to fight. I believe Dustin Dyer's a guy that you know we're familiar with here. He's fighting Larry Green, who's from the X Three gym down there, and uh, and that'll be another good one. Uh, so uh, again, check out NFC 110 in Atlanta this weekend. If you're that way, if you're up north, check out Premier Fighting Championship and Billy Donovan's show in uh, Covington, Kentucky, up there uh, towards the line with Ohio. And if you're in Nashville, check out M1 Global at the Nashville Mall. It's going to be uh, a lot of good regional action uh, this week as we get ready for our own action next week. Uh, next Friday night at the Shed in Maryville. It's Valor Fights 52, and we will crown our first ever uh, amateur uh, cruiserweight champion that night as Chad Finnerty takes on uh, Charles Philpot in a fight that I'm sure will be uh, uh, a, a great close matchup between two highly skilled wrestlers. But uh, that kind of sets the table for what we've got coming up this week. Let's, uh, let's jump into our interview segment uh, from here and uh, get to talking with uh, Dustin Cobb. Up first on the line, we have the man behind National Top Roller. It is Dustin Cobble joining us tonight before he is uh, next event. It's coming up uh, actually uh, this weekend, August the 11th, is National Top Roller 8. Dustin, how's it going tonight? I'm doing great. Had a, a fun night teaching, just uh, getting prepared, final touches for this show. Well, we appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to us. I know it's busy on uh, show week for you, so uh, we won't keep you too long. Uh, so, you know, we've got a national top roller, number eight. It's coming up, like I said, this weekend. It's August the 11th. This is branded as a Chattanooga event. However, it is taking place at Ridgeland High School in Rossville, Georgia, which is very, very close, just across the line. It may as well be Chattanooga. Uh, before we get into this one, uh, let's dive back into, into uh, top roller seven and kind of recap that for the listeners. Uh, you know, we talked to you right before that. Uh, let's just kind of recap that one and uh, see, you know, uh, what what happened there of note. Anything, any surprises, any 
upsets, uh, you know, just kind of recap uh, Top Roller 7 and then uh, give us a little uh, a little preview of what we can look forward to in Top Roller 8. So one major uh, thing that really stuck out to me was the uh, the main event. We had Joe Bays versus Breck Still. Now, for those of you guys who know Joe Bays, he is a no-gi guy, but he's actually making a, a transition going into gi. And uh, Breck Still, a uh, fairly new black belt, and, and they actually um, had a, a very, very tough back-and-forth battle in it. It really came out mainly to a draw. Uh, if you go by points, Joe Bays did win, but we are going to be doing a, a rematch, and that was really the, the highlight of that last show. Uh, there's a few tough other matches. You guys can definitely check those out on our YouTube page. But that was a back-and-forth battle, uh, very strategic, and, and they're going to be doing it again in the key, so we're, we're really looking forward to that one. That will be our main event again, but this is uh, – you know, going to be a sub-only one, and, and we're definitely excited for it. Both of them are going for this mission this time. Yeah, of course, those are uh, two very highly highly touted grapplers. Joe Bays has been around on, you know, all the, the top shows, the EBIs and, and all those. So, uh, you know, I know it's got to be uh, a privilege to have a guy with that kind of uh, that kind of experience uh, on, on your events. So so we're turning around now and, and we're going to uh, to Rossville here, Chattanooga type event. And as always, uh, you know, I was looking at your card and it is uh there's a lot of there's a lot of bouts, you know. You get a lot of value at Tennessee, or what used to be Tennessee top rollers, national top roller now. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's actually get into that real quick before we talk about the card. What prompted the uh, the name change uh, from Tennessee top roller to national top roller? I know that you had looked at doing some other events in other states and were branding them as that state, you know, South Carolina top roller, or whatever. Uh, what made you make the move to national top roller? Is it something where you think maybe we could start seeing these pop up nationwide, maybe a franchise type thing? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, definitely what we were doing. And originally, I, I loved the idea of having a top roller as the main thing and doing Tennessee top roller, South Carolina top roller, North Carolina top roller. But really, the issue was, was from a, a business standpoint, having to get all of those URLs and tying it all together. It was just a lot, a lot of work and having to do all the different logos and everything. That would have just been a ton of work. So we decided to National Top Roller was just the idea of it would just be so much simpler and then kind of like McDonald's, you know, it's not McDonald's of Chattanooga, it's just McDonald's only. And so that's why we, we made the switch National Top Roller and that's what we're going to be sticking with. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely this year, we're talking to a few people in, in other states and, and going to get the ball rolling to doing a licensing thing with them. And, uh, you know, it, it'll just take off from there. So we're really looking forward to it. Very nice. So, so going into uh, this event, we've got this weekend, uh, like you said, the main event, uh, Joe Bays and Breck Still, uh, the co-main event, though, also pretty, uh, pretty solid. Adam Fritz, I believe he is. Is that is he out of Kentucky? Is that right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, he is. And uh, Tent Planet Brown Belt um, versus uh, Sterling Peace, who's been putting on a lot of shows for us, and he's a very talented grappler as well, Brown Belt and Jiu Jitsu. So. That's definitely going to be a very, very exciting no-gi match for the co-main event. Well, looking on down the card here, a name that we've heard from you in several of our interviews with you is Chance Gilbride, kid. It looks like he is higher up on the card and taking on a Daniel Mendez. Is this guy going to have anything for the feed on? Yeah, so Chance had an amazing white belt career. He's now a blue belt, and uh, he's been uh, he's been competing at a blue belt. He's done combat jiu-jitsu against blue belts, and he's won, and this is going to be – on our show, this will be the first time where he's doing a gi match. 
Daniel Mendez actually put on a spectacular show and won uh, against a very game Matthew Bush from uh, Sean Hammond's camp in our last show and uh, put on a, a very, very good submission uh, late in the, the round and was able to pull out the win. So uh, that's a, a very, very good fight as well. Going to be the blue belt D match. So we're looking forward to that one too. And, you know, just uh, there's obviously a lot of, uh, of grappling specialists on the car, but it looks like one that stands out to me, uh, two guys that are known in the MMA circles around here, Tyler Edwards taking on Jonathan Romines, formerly Jonathan Mooneyham, you, uh, those that aren't familiar with his last name here. But that's two guys that are known for their MMA uh, fights, uh, more so necessarily than their grappling. But I think that's a good matchup. What do you think about that one? Yeah, yeah. Tyler Edwards was actually a fill-in for, uh, I believe it was John Stewart Jr., if I'm not mistaken, uh, with a teammate of his, and, and he had some health issues come up, and Tyler Edwards was totally game to step up. And uh, Jonathan's a, a fairly new blue belt, but, I mean, he's been in the MMA game for a very, very long time. Very tough grappler. Uh, I, I've trained with him quite a few times. A, a good wrestling uh, background and whatnot, and he's coming along in jiu-jitsu, and you know, Tyler Edwards is new to our show, but talking to his coach and very, very game opponent, and, um, you know, he'll definitely be putting on a, a good match. And we put them early just because we like to make those exciting matches in the beginning as well. Yeah, well, you know, Tyler Edwards actually holds the uh, the amateur knockout of the year for 2016. So uh, he, he had a huge knockout over Chase Winder uh, in Cookville a couple years back. So he's he's known to have heavy hands. So it'll be interesting to see how he does uh, in a grappling setting. I guess a guy in uh, in uh, Ace who is who's also really you know who's known to be more of a banger. You know, I know that he's been developing his ground game with you and and uh, becoming more well rounded. But that's this is pretty bunch of grappling matches between two guys that are known to have you know dynamite in their hands and, and those are always fun to watch because you know some guys will have that mma mentality and that fast pace and that's what we love about these shows is when we make it submission only and you, you challenge these guys to go for the submission and and that's how they win their money uh you know they get their submission bonus if they get the submission so it really pushes them but We've, we've, we've never had an MMA guy come out there and it was just lazy. You know, they're always explosive and always fast. So it's always fun when we get MMA guys on the card as well. I've got Ed Cap here, our PR guy. Ed, what you got for Dustin? Yeah, Dustin, I have a question. Uh, I'm not really so familiar with, with jiu-jitsu shows. Are, are injuries fairly common uh, on your cards? Believe it or not, we have never had any injuries. And uh, our, this, is, this is our eighth show now. And not trying to jinx us but yeah we have not had a single injury uh the reason what, what I, I mean what i love about jiu-jitsu the moment you tap it's over and and these guys we always talk to them before the show and, and we tell them you know we all have to go to work coming up on monday you know and and, and the jiu-jitsu world that respect is there uh you know mma it's like you know you're going for that knockout you're going to just bash their face in and, and get that tko or whatever Whereas in jiu-jitsu, as soon as I lock in that submission, they tap, boom, it's done. Um, and a lot of these guys, like I said, are very respectful, and, and they're not trying to rip each other's limbs off. But at the same time, they are trying to be exciting and explosive and fast when they do lock in those submissions. So uh, we've also got Mark Laws here with us as well, cut man extraordinaire. Now, I know we uh, obviously uh, haven't had any need for cut men so far in your events. With the advent of combat grappling, though, I don't know if I noticed any of those on this particular card. But is that something that you could foresee in the future there being a, a need for uh, 
for some sort of specialized medical staff, I guess, on hand to prevent anything from uh, from being stopped because of uh, because of blood. So yeah, we actually we always do have a paramedic on hand at our shows. I mean, you know, you always want to be there or always have them there. Excuse me. And uh, when we did do our combat jiu-jitsu, we brought it was in Chattanooga, and we did have a paramedic there on standby with the ambulance and everything like that. So you know, combat jiu-jitsu, you can definitely. Um, you know, you can definitely expect something to happen, bloody noses, busted lips, things like that. So we've uh, we've toyed with combat jiu-jitsu in the past, and they were very exciting. And, and that is something that we will, uh, coming up, try to put at least two in each show. So that is going to be something that we will continue to add on and, and continue to do in the future with them. Very good, man. Uh, again, this has been Dustin Koppel, and uh, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, to, to give some love where it's due. If you got any sponsors you want to shout out, where we can follow National Top Roller on social media, all those type of things. Also, like where can we get tickets uh, for this weekend? What time does things start? All those type of things. If you want to uh, give us a rundown. First and foremost, I mean, we always, you know, we can't have a show without the fighters. And, and really, when we started National Top Roller, it was all about the fighters. So everybody that's on the card, uh, you know, definitely huge shout out to them. And, and we tried to, to give them a chance to make money. And so we, you know, if you want tickets, always go into the fighters first and uh, they get paid commission off a of ticket. sale. so anybody that's on the card, you know, check it out. You can see it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash national top roller. You can see it on our website as well. National top roller.com. Uh, you can also do uh, TN top roller.com. Uh, see it on Instagram, Instagram.com slash national top roller. So, you know, you can always get the tickets from them, but we always highly suggest getting them from the fighters themselves, helping support them. And that's what this whole thing is all about, is just giving these, these lower belts a chance to make some money and giving them the experience and letting them see what it's all about. And then as far as uh, shout-outs for our sponsors, you know, we were working with Fuji. We're still going to give them a, a shout-out. They're going to be having their competition that morning. Uh, it'll be at Notre Dame High School, so shout-out to Fuji BJJ. They've been awesome to work with. We have Mad Hatter Massage. They're going to be there giving uh, massages for the, the fighters and competitors and whatnot and, and any of the fans that want to get a, a massage. Uh, Ridgeland High School, you know, shout out to them. Their, their wrestling program is going to be taking care of concessions. And, you know, we love doing that, helping out the wrestling programs because a lot of times wrestling programs go uh, without notice. You know, it's always about football and basketball. So, you know, this definitely helps out them. But those are our, our main ones. We don't have the access to a smash bowl this time. We're a little bummed, but we, the concessions will be for Ridgeland High School. But shout out to Smash Bowl as well. They put out some amazing acai bowls. It's National Top Roller 8, and it is going down this Saturday, August the 11th, in the Chattanooga, Tennessee region. But it's going down at Ridgeland High School. That's at 2478 Happy Valley Road in Rossville, Georgia, you're going to get to see at least 18 grappling bouts between some of the very best uh, ground submission artists in the uh, in the entire region, including that big main event with Breck still taking on Joe Bay. Punch so much more. You can't beat the value at only 20 bucks. Make sure you check it out again. That is National Top Roller number eight. It's going down this Saturday, August the 11th at Ridgeland High School. Make sure you check it out. Up next on the line, we have amateur welterweight 
Tevin Brown on the line. He's getting set to return to action next weekend at Valor 52 going down in Maryville, Tennessee at the Shed. That's also the spot where he won his last fight. Tevin, how's it going tonight? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. Just resting up a little bit from training earlier today. I hear you, man. Of course, Tevin, you trained with the Kings MMA under Ed McDonald and Jeremy Beal, alongside uh, Jacob Clemens, Tyler Hundley, a, a whole bunch of good young talent there. Uh, you know, before we jump into this fight we've got coming up next week, let's rewind a little bit to your last one, which was in April at uh, at Valor Fights 49, also at the Shed. So you've got a good track record there. Uh, you come off of a fight of the night decision win uh, over a, a really tough guy in Trevor Peak, a guy who's, uh, who's really strong started to come on here in the past few months. We saw him get a big win over Greg Hopkins uh, after his fight with you. And he's a guy who his record was deceiving as, uh, you know, he, he doesn't look great on paper, but he is every, he's a very much a handful. Talk a little bit about that fight. What, uh, what'd you take from it? Oh yeah. He was a, uh, you know, a real tough guy to handle in that, you know, pretty strong. Um, you know, we knew he was going to come out, you know, swinging pretty hard. Um, you know, I kind of wish, you know, I, could have finished from that fight. I was just wanting to be patient, trying to find that perfect, you know, knockout shot. But in this sport, you'll probably never find it if you're waiting on it. So, um, but other than that, I mean, he was pretty tough, pretty good. He seemed like he's doing, um, you know, good. But now that's the first. That's the first time you've been gone to a decision, right? Yeah. So now you know. Now you know what that's like. Uh, has did it, did it make you uh, kind of turn up your your cardio training at all after that one? Because it, it seemed in the third round you were starting to fade a little bit. It looked like is that something that you uh, that you, you kind of uh, picked up a little bit for this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's my first time going. You know, the four or three rounds, and I mean, my cardio wasn't too bad, but you know, it showed me some stuff that I did need to work on. So you know, after that fight, we got back to the gym. Um, Worked on a lot of stuff, um, especially the cardio. You know, always got to keep the cardio up and, uh-huh. you know, worked on some other technique things and stuff like that. So this week, uh, or next week, I'm sorry, you've got you've got Frederick Harvey. He'll be making his, uh, I, I believe he's making his MMA debut, uh, but he has trained for a while. He is out of uh, Shelbyville Martial Arts where, uh, you know, he trains jiu-jitsu and whatnot. So he isn't just a complete noob. Uh, talk a little bit about what we can expect in, uh, in this one. Now, you're 3-1. and one. Uh, A win here would certainly, I would think, put you up in towards the talks of a title shot. So uh, what can we expect out of you uh, next weekend? Yeah, with this one, uh... I guess you can expect a, a good, clean fight, you know, coming out. He's always knowing MMA, so I guess, you know, try to in, introduce him to the sport um, and show him, you know, it's not nothing easy, but uh, come out here, try to get a win, um, you know, like you said, looking for the title, but just focusing on, you know, this fight right now. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, we worked on, you know, some technique stuff, getting it down pat, so Hopefully just come out here and get a good fight. And you've got good good juju going for you at the Shed. Of course, that's a very fun venue, very festive atmosphere. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Are there any challenges to competing? Uh, you know, it's a little bit hot. You know, it's, it is out, outdoors. It's covered. But uh, are there any challenges to kind of competing outside with the sun and things like that versus, uh, you know, the good parts, which is, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's, very, it's a very live, festive atmosphere always. Oh, yeah, man. The atmosphere out there was great. Um, you know, then it's outside. I know last time it wasn't too hot for me because it was later in the day. Um, now this time, 
summertime. So, you know, it might be a little bit more hot, probably a little bit more humid, but, you know, that's nothing to worry about. I think, you know, just come out here, stick to the game plan, and we'll do fine. I've got Ed Cap, our PR specialist with us. Ed, what you got for Tevin? Yeah, Tevin, uh, so I'm not sure if our listeners are aware, but you have a, a pretty famous uncle, a guy by the name of Quentin Rampage Jackson. I'm wondering, what are the pros and what are the cons of, uh, of following in, in such a famous relative's path in, in a sport like mixed martial arts? With that, uh, you know, a lot of people want to come out, you know, especially if you're fighting against them, and it's like, you know, I got to beat him. You know, this Rampage is um, relative, so, you know, they're trying to, make a name off of that but I mean with me I just keep it the same just try to go out there and not worry about it and you know just do what I do because I'm not him and um much as I want to be but you know I just got to do what I got to do and I guess stick to my game plan and my fighting style of course, we also have Mark Laws with us he is usually the guy that's tending to your uh, your victims Mark what you got for Tevin tonight Oh, man, he kind of prefaced it before, but I was going to ask, do you feel like there's a bigger target on your back being the nephew of Rambo? Do you feel like guys got set out to, to set a set an example out of you, or, or how does that work? That's all I can think. You know, people coming in, hey, this is Rampage as relative. Um, you know, we're going to come out here, show them that we're the best, or show them that just being related to somebody doesn't mean nothing, which, I mean, it don't. You know, you always got to put in the work. Because, you know, if it was some magic that, you know, I could get his talent, hey, I'll do it. But you just got to work hard and, you know, stay on your toes, really. So does he ever have any 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 words of advice for you leading into fights? You know, does he message you? Does he ever have any, any tips? Uh, yeah, when I talk to him, it's always, you know, stay calm, uh, you know, keep your cardio up and, um, you know, just keep movement and, you know, just trying to push the pace and, you know, just try to control the fight. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong, but this may be, uh, and again, I could be wrong, but to my recollection, this may be the first time you fought and you've been the only uh, representative from Kings on a card. Uh, is, is it different when you don't have someone training alongside you, cutting the weight with you, preparing to compete on the same card with you? Uh, is that does that make it more difficult or is everybody kind of like zoned in on you, you know, everybody rallying around getting you ready? Oh, no, you know, whether, you know, it's a couple of, of us cutting at the same time or if it's just one, you know, the energy is always the same. You know, so if it's two of us cutting, you know, we all keeping the high pace, high energy, uh, making sure everybody get work. But if it's just one, then, you know, it's still the same energy, um, high intensity, intensity going, uh, especially with just one, you know, you can get a whole lot of more work in, too, and training. Well, that speaks volumes about your training partners, man, because I know a lot of guys have, have problems when they don't have teammates competing with them, getting guys in the gym to, to get them ready and to help out. So that's it. it speaks volumes about your teammates there and your coaching at Kings MMA and Muay Thai that they, uh, they, they still rally around you even when they don't have fights. So uh, props to you all for that for sure. Uh, I'm going to let you uh, have the, I'm going to let you have the mic and uh, uh, give some love where it's due. Any shout outs you want to give any sponsors, teammates, family, uh, and where we can follow you on social media as well. Oh uh, yeah. Um, just shout out my sponsors, uh, comeback corner and unbreakable mouthpieces. And also shout out to shield systems. You know, we do a lot of cross training with them down there with, uh, Scotty and, um, uh, my, Instagram is 
bad time for real. So that's bad time and the number four in real. And, you know, Facebook is just my name. So that's about it. Once again, this has been rising welterweight prospect Tevin Brown. He's almost set to return to the Valor Cage next Friday night at the Shed in Maryville for Valor 552 as he gets ready to take on Fred Harvey. We appreciate the time, Tevin. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. All right, man. Thank you. All right. That does it for another episode of the Valor Hour. Valor Hour episode 74 in the books. Of course, we'd like to thank our sponsors, OEB Law. Let them turn your wreck into a check at wreckintoacheck.com. And also Tennessee Top Roller. Don't forget their event goes down this weekend, Saturday, in Rossville, Georgia, at Ridgeland High School. It's uh, called Tennessee Top Roller. It's National Top Roller. Uh, that has been changed, but uh, still the same great entertainment. It'll go down this Saturday at Ridgeland High School. Uh, thanks to our guests, as always, and thanks to my co-host, Ed Cap and Mark Laws, uh, for sitting in for another episode. Next week, we will have a full-on picks panel for Valor 552, and we'll get a recap of all the action that's going down this weekend between uh, M1 Global in Nashville, uh, Premier uh, MMA up in Kentucky, and of course Atlanta's NFC 110. So once again, for my co-host Ed Cap and Mark Laws, this has been Valor Fox President Tim Lloyd signing off. Valor Hour, episode 74. It's a wrap. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at Valor Fights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Barrel on Radio Influence. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd, Quick Fix on Radio Influence. It was announced Conor McGregor could be Nermak Madoff October 6th. Uh, you know, kind of this was the date that the Conor camp wanted. You know, when, when I saw Khabib's camp trying to really push November, December, I'm like, fellas, I hope you you don't think you're the A side of this fight because otherwise you're, you're going to lose this matchup. And, uh, you know, look, it, it was a fight to make. I can only imagine how, how steep ticket prices are going to be. Ironically, it's actually the, the Bucks bye week. So myself and Daniel are going to, you know, try to, uh, you know, do some, do some stuff out in Vegas that week. You know, look, it's going to be a huge fight. I, I, I don't know. Two million buys, man, that, that would be awesome. I'm thinking one and a half is more there. But, man, that is going to be just a – you talk about just a crazy week in Vegas. That's going to be – I mean, obviously, it's it's the biggest fight the UFC can make. I mean, there's there, there's no doubt about it. You know, can – you know, and I keep thinking about this fight, and I still favor Khabib in the fight just because of his grappling. Um, but man, I, I, as I think about Khabib's, you know, obviously we'll talk more about this as the weeks come, but when I think about his four pressure, is this going to be Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo all over again? It could absolutely play a, a key role. Cause when you think Conor, you think this guy's going to capitalize on that aggression. And when you think Conor, it all takes is one single punch. It's not outrageous to, I mean, this is a phenomenal fight. It absolutely could go either way. My early onlook is similar to what you're saying. I think Khabib's going to win this contest. But this certainly sets up nicely for Conor McGregor in, in that we could see a total replay uh, of what really set him up as a superstar. I think this is going to be the biggest UFC show of all time. 
this is the first time we're getting a chance to see what Conor McGregor does in the box office following the Floyd May- Mayweather deal. And that Floyd Mayweather deal was a huge deal. I mean, it turned Conor from a super duper star into a super duper duper star. This is a guy who's a meme, a living, breathing meme. He's just a part of culture. You know, anytime you see a dolly, I mean, he's synonymous with dollies now. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.